Good morning, my friends, and welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency with Marshall Birch. I'm excited to have you here today because today we're going to talk about what to do when your pain isn't healing, when you're not finding either a reduction in the intensity, frequency, or the duration in which uh, or how long that pain lasts. So I'll go over that again. Intensity, how intense, how strong it is. Um, frequency, how f- how much how many times it shows up for you because if it's constantly showing up it's obviously not reducing and it's not healing and then the duration how long that pain lasts in your awareness because those are the three signals i look for when i work with clients and students to see how their pain is behaving because if it's reducing in frequency duration and intensity healing is happening so what hap- what do we do if that's not happening cuz boy have i lived through that for a lot of years in my own healing work pain would not move it would not change it would stay at the same intensity at the same level of of frequency it would take over it just i could never seem to get free of it or get rid of it or fix it or anything like that those are actually kind of the problems we encounter in our pain so we're going to be talking about that here today before i get into that just want to let you know that the on-demand edition for the foundation course is available so you can enroll at any time and get started in building real connection, real safety, real belonging, real self-worth in your life again. I recommend jumping in on this now so that tomorrow you can have more of that peace, that safety, that belonging, that self-worth that transforms your codependency from that people-pleasing, perfectionistic, toxic-accommodating, fixing habits into advocacy, boundaries, self-trust, and choice for yourself so you can get more of the peace, the joy, and freedom you deserve in your life. The link is below in the description or at my website at healercodependency.com. So let's jump in here. So pain. So what to do if it's not healing? So pain, just right out of the gate, is hard to deal with. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's uncomfortable. It's disorganizing. It can be extremely intense, especially if we're dealing with traumatic flashbacks, emotional flashbacks, being hijacked. Or it's something that we've lived with most of our life. It's kind of like this low um, hum in the background. It's been this normalized emotional state for us because we, we grew up in a home that was neglectful or chaotic. And that was just the way it was. Then we want to get rid of this pain. We want to fix this pain. We want to not have it anymore. So a lot of times what we tend to do is try to force that pain to stop happening. We try to analyze that pain, thinking that that will resolve it. Or we get really, really attached to the opposite of that pain. So if like the pain is loneliness, we get really attached to belonging. And that amplifies that loneliness. Those are the three things we typically do here. So first of all is we resist what we're feeling. We deny it. We ignore it. We push it away. We say it shouldn't be that way. And we try to get in there and force it to be different. We apply pressure to it. We try to use affirmations or some sort of mantras or uh, meditations to get out of the pain or to release the pain, things like that. So we're always in this like, that's that counter response to the pain. We're resisting it. We're trying to get rid of it. When we resist pain, it amplifies. It grows bigger. The intensity gets bigger. It shows up more often. It lasts a lot longer. So resistance is one of the things we have to really become conscious of 
in our healing efforts. How do we know we're resisting something? Well, we don't want it. We're, we're, the body's like, go away. We're aggressive towards it. Or we're ignoring it. Like, I'm just not going to pay attention to it. I don't want to deal with that right now. We're going to avoid it. That kind of thing. And generally, somatically, in our felt sense experience in our body, there is tension around the pain. And there's like this sense of space of trying to push it away, keep it away from us. So what do we do with resistance? We acknowledge it and we legitimize that resistance. So the way I would do that, like I did it this morning. I was processing some pain around some money and then some around my current breakup and going, okay, and I could feel this like pressure to try to get rid of this pain, this discomfort. So what I did is I acknowledged that desire to be rid of the pain. I said, hey, of course I want to be free of this pain. Uh, it's painful. It's, it's, I'm tired of it. I'm exhausted. It's scary to me. I don't want to feel it right now. And that acknowledgement moved into that legitimization. Yeah, I don't want to feel it right now. It's painful. It's scary. It's uncomfortable. I'm tired. So, okay. And that allowed my pain to actually lower. It dropped from like an eight to a four because the resistance was dissolved. It was, I basically cared for the resistance, dissolving it, and then the pain could stop being amplified by that resistance. This also pertains to denial. So the way we work with denial is we give ourselves permission to deny it as much as we need to in order to feel safe. That often helps us accept what's going on by accepting our denial. It's a little paradoxical that way, but it opens us up to having access and awareness of what's going on for us in our experience. The second thing we tend to do with our pain is we try to analyze it into resolution. We think that by digging into the pain and trying to understand where it came from and why it's happening will solve the pain. That does not work. It gives us an understanding sometimes of what's going on, but I have learned through somatic processing, through, through somatic listening, being able to tune into and understand what my pain's trying to tell me and do for me, that I'm, my analysis is often actually inaccurate. Sometimes it's got some of the things on target, but it's missing other components or it's completely wrong in other areas. So what I do with analysis is I move into listening mode. I move into a reception of the pain and I ask it a question I'm like, hey, what are you trying to tell me? Or what are you trying to do for me? Or what do you need right now in order to have peace? And sometimes I even open up a little more. I'm like, what do you need right now? That's it. And then I pause and I acknowledge what starts to come up within me. Usually it's a, 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 some sort of visualization or a word or a phrase that says something to me about what it wants. So maybe I'll get a visual of it being held or being allowed to take up more space. Or I get this sensation of like, I just want to breathe, so I breathe. But I listen to that and I allow that to guide me in taking care of that pain because the pain's responding to my question. So I listen rather than analyze and inquire instead of examine. Try to pull it apart. Because what happens here is now the pain starts to be known, it starts to be received, it starts to be cared for in a way that nurtures it so that it can find rest again. So that's what we do 
with analysis. The third component that we do with pain is we tend to attach to the counter response, the counter opposite of that pain. So if I'm lonely, I'm attached to being to belonging. And I'm thinking if I can amplify belonging, it'll neutralize the loneliness. And what it actually does is it amplifies the loneliness because I'm not actually confronting my loneliness, connecting with it and nurturing it. Instead, I'm trying to find something to fill that hole. So I'm always chasing connection or I'm always chasing some sense of belonging so that I don't have to feel that loneliness. So what do we do with this kind of attachment? We have to turn towards the pain and acknowledge it and give it permission to be there as much as it needs to be so that it can become known. When pain becomes known, it eases down. It moves out of its intensity, out of its um, how fast it shows up, how frequently it shows up, and the duration of it drops because that's what pain really needs. It needs to be understood. It needs to be valued. It needs to be cared about. And when it feels and experiences that from you and from others, it neutralizes and returns to rest. So that means we t- one way we can turn to it here is like if I'm lonely, I'll just take the loneliness example. I'll turn to it and say, hey, of course I'm lonely. And I'm here with you in this loneliness. I'm here with you in this struggle to find connection and belonging. And right there, I am creating connection and belonging with that part of myself. So what I, a little like rabbit trail here, a little background, a little meta. I treat my emotions as expressions of parts of me. So if I've got anger, there's a part of me that's angry. I want to get to know that part, see what it needs. If there's one that's lonely, I want to get to know that, or one that's happy, or one that's curious, or one that's playful. They're all expressions of parts of me. And so if I treat these as like little marshals within me, I'm like, hey, little marshal, what do you need? What are you telling me with this anger? I get a dialogue with it. I can connect with it and meet the need for that part. That's where I find a lot more peace and healing in my world. So that's what I'm doing here when I turn towards that loneliness. One thing we can do, like, let's do um, anger. Like, I'm attached to anger, so I want to be at peace, right? So I'm trying to be at peace, be at peace. If I turn to the anger and say, hey, anger, I give you permission to be as angry as you need to be right now. And my body will open up and maybe even tears or relief will emerge. Or sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm going to scream. I just need to scream. Okay, we scream. We do the, the somatic noise that needs to come out of our body right there. That's what I allow it to be. This is how we turn towards what we need. And we neutralize our attachment to the opposite so that we can actually receive the opposite the thing we're looking for, which is that peace. See, my friends, our pain is not our enemy. It's not the opposite. It's not the problem. It's not the thing that's in the way of getting to what you want and need in your life. It is the companion you need to connect with that then brings you to where you want to be in your world. Now, a little caveat there. I'm not a fan of healing so I can get or so I can be kind of thinking put that into an example. I'm healing so I can have a better relationship. I'm healing so I can have more availability for love. I'm healing so I can have more peace or something. That creates a transactional experience in healing because then what happens if the healing work you're doing doesn't produce those outcomes? We tend to turn against ourselves. We tend to judge our ourselves for that and that inhibits our healing. 
So the, the goal with my healing is to know myself, to connect with myself and see what emerges in the process of getting to know that pain. That way I know myself more. And when I know myself more, I can direct myself more effectively in my life. Frees me from codependency, frees me from um, these loops of pain that I've gotten myself trapped in before. And it empowers me to connect with people, places, and things that are aligned or congruent with my own joy, my own peace, my own happiness. That's why I approach pain this way. I don't need it to get better. I just want to know what it's telling me so it can be known and can be cared for. That is how I have found deep healing from extensive traumas. That's how I found healing in this current breakup and past breakups. It's how I cultivate a contiguous peace in my life where peace is more and more prominent from moment to moment in my world because my pain is being known, it's being met, it's being cared for. So my friends, if you're stuck in pain, that pain's not healing, it's not getting less, it's, it's uh, how frequently it shows up isn't getting less and less and how long it will last isn't reducing Try these three things. Take that resistance and turn towards it. Give it permission to be there as much as it needs to be and then acknowledge and legitimize that uh, resistance. Connect with the analysis and turn it to inquiry and listening. Inquire into what your pain is trying to tell you, what it needs. And then if you're attached to the opposite of trying to have not anger but have peace or something, turn towards that opposite emotion, the emotion you're running from there and say, hey, I see you. I give you permission to take up more space. I want to know why you're here. And then you can do inquiry into it and acknowledgement and legitimization. So this is how we get unstuck in our pain. This is how we break free of these repetitious pain loops we get stuck in. And we also bring a lot of love and care into our pain. So there we go, my friends. That is today's episode. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for doing the work. Go gently with yourselves. And I will see you guys in our next episode. Thank you for watching this episode. And you want more episodes like this, check out the recommended video above. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you're ready to take the leap and heal your codependency, check out my workshop linked below on how to heal codependency permanently. And you can understand how I help you restore safety, connection, and worth in your life and how that liberates you from your codependency and empowers you in creating the relationships, the satisfaction, fulfillment you want in your life. Check that out below. Thank you again for showing up, guys. Bye-bye.